Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Did Fox approve that Disney acquisition? Do we have a new Iron Fist trailer? And are we Venom? Yes. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you <laughs> not turning off your speakers on a laptop. That is the one second Janet Jackson delay. My apologies. Welcome to Marvel Movie News. This is episode 190. We are 10 Ooh. episodes away from the big 200 anniversary issue where Harry Osborn dies. No, really? 190? Yeah, we're in 190. Spectacular Spider-Man 200 was that reference. We're at 190. It's crazy. That is that nuts. Is so that's such a number. Every week we say how nuts it is, but every week it's always exciting for us. Because <laughs> oh, <it's more> <laughs> it's one more number closer to 200. So, uh, we are the Marvel Movie News. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us at Marvel.com. Not Marvel.com. You can't find us there. Marvel.com. I'm very tired today, guys. <laughs> Eventually. You can get us uh, news from Marvel.com. You hey, can it's find only us. a matter of time. It's only a matter of time, honestly. I'll, I'll put it out there. You're it's putting like, it out the there. Secret. I claim it. Eventually. <laughs> you can also, in real life, now find us at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network you can find us through popcorn talks network uh i cannot speak today i am so <laughs> underslept you can find us at popcorn talks website popcorn talk network.com you can follow us on twitter at marvel news ptn or at the popcorn talk network you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash marvel news show follow us like us and if you retweet a link to the show whilst we are live ant anthony in the booth will retweet you what's up everybody it's ant anthony here and my god that venom trailer is looking so juicy i knew that would be <laughs> Yeah, then you're gonna love uh, the Midsummer Scream stuff that we have later, Aunt Anthony. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I can't mm. wait to check that out. <laughs> it is that perfect blend of horror and Marvel for Aunt mm. Anthony. He will be very excited in October when we're talking about <laughs> his world and it's coming. But first, before we dive into the news, I am joined, as always, by the ever-lovely Makia McCarty. Hello! Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And joining us this week is Sabina. There's no R in there. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sabina has no R and on Superhero News. It's one of my favorite Twitters because it's you. just so on point. And I Thank struggle you. with the same fake R in my name. People <laughs> add R's to me as well and it drives me nuts. No. I'm not Corey and I never have been. People no. add like L's in mine, like Markella or oh. Markela, And I'm like, no. They see the I and they're like, make it yeah. longer. Let's confuse this. And associate producer Amy, where can they find you on the internet? Um, on all social media, at Amy Cassandra MTZ, and I am in the chat right now, so let's get talking. All right, and Ken from Chicago says Venom looks moist, and oh, I just want to get it. I know, I was like, let's get moist. So, speaking of no. Venom looking moist, let's kick it off with the Venom trailer, shall we? we dive right into Aunt Anthony's most hyped trailer of the game. I, uh, I've been hyped about this movie for a very long time. Yes, I you've saw, been extremely excited been about this movie. <laughs> this movie. Extremely. It's good. It's good it's to good. have, uh, it's good to have the enthusiasm. It's good to have hope. <laughs> it's definitely is. And Riz Ahmed is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, you know, Tom Hardy, amazing yeah. actor, uh, who, uh, you know, I really enjoyed him as Bane, you know, just going ahead, Amalgam Universe, just going ahead and bringing that in right yeah. now. Yeah, really enjoyed him as that. And then, um, for him, I'm, Basically, talking until Aunt until Anthony. there's a trailer. Until hey, there's a there's trailer. A trailer. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I like the honesty that you're like. This is just for the moment. Yeah. We like to build suspense uh, here in our Marvel movies. <laughs> I like that this trailer opens with a skyline because that's really Nolan-y to me, and it gives scope to a comic thing. It gives, it makes it me think of those comic frames, and mm-hmm. then it dives into the like ooh lab layer. Yes, and a reminder that we will be talking over the trailer um, because we have to. <laughs> yes, legally, because we're not on Marvel.com. Um, but Aunt Anthony, can we turn up the trailer a little bit? And then it goes full horror right before the Sony and Columbia logos, which I really dig. Also, the first trailer I've seen say an association with such strong yeah. Bay type. association. Yeah. Okay. I think Marvel was pretty. Uh, they were We're like, not, hey, hey, hey. You can say you're with us, but you're not hey, one I of us. I can see yeah, why. Hey, Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, by the way, <laughs> and then the actual symbiote itself, I think it looks great. 
Ugh, it looks terrifying. It, yes. Oh, like <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrifying when it's being crawled. Yeah, and then plus him. people don't want things on their on their soft parts, and like <laughs> that symbiote went straight all, for soft all parts. The I mean, it's got to get in. It's got orify. Yeah. So then, like the action is what I think is going to separate this from a lot of other superhero movies because Venom kills. So you're going to have a different type of violence in the action. You're going to have a different kind of ferocity. I really wish I could understand what he said a little clearer, though. It see the voice. In this trailer, I like better than the last trailer. Yeah, I just like maybe I just want him to clear a his throat, less kind of like a Family Guy clear his throat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> or is that Rick and, and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> but like this feels venomy to me, like the, oh, the going, like the biting of heads and like the jokes and the weird humor of the whole trailer. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. And as theorized, the uh, moment of him fully becoming Venom looks like it does happen in the MRI machine, because that looks like a transformation, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And whether you like the movie or not, at the end of the day, I'm really excited to see them do Venom with technology of 2018, and that looks like we're getting that. Like, Venom looks incredible. And this money shot right here, this like matrix. I don't like that they give away. They they give away who's the other person that has a symbiote right there. Like they totally give away. Harrelson's in it. We don't know who he's playing. Still Carnage. And we. This is a really weird line. No. Like a, uh, turd like in the wind. Turd. Like a turd in the wind. Yes, like used food. And, and the trailer lost me here. And the, <laughs> shot, the shot of the face and his face is straight from separation anxiety. Like, I've seen that. I have a parasite. Also, yeah. I identify with having a parasite. That was gent- <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's symbiote does a lot more than my tapeworm did for me. But I still, <laughs> I still totally understand having parasite. So I personally... Um, I've been excited for this trailer for a long time. I actually liked it better the second time than in Hall H. When I saw it in Hall H, I wasn't nearly as amped. Um, I think they've worked on it. I think the voice is a little better. I think that the symbiote looks exciting. I don't know why it's called symbiote still, but I think symbiote is how it's pronounced. Symbiote. I don't know. It's like we're humans and there are robots. Yeah, like it's so. just weird little tomatoes. Lots of tomatoes. Tomatoes. Um, what do you guys think of the trailer? You know, honestly, I don't know if I'm, I'm with it yet. Right. Um, I, I feel that uh, I've actually seen the film Upgrade with Logan Marshall Green, and when both oh, the I original, seen that it's yet. very much, it's Venom. very yeah. much Venom. Um, that's very questionably <laughs> very much Venom. Makes you wonder what happened in Pre Pro. Like Darkest Mind is New Mutants, like yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> Uh, and I really dug that movie with great performances. I'm still not a big fan of the way that uh, some of the action looks with the symbiote. <laughs> now, now it's like tripping me up Which in my brain. Which one is it? Symbiote. 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 For me, the they say They say symbiote in the movie. Symbiote. Symbiote. But on the animated show, it was symbiote. Yeah. And that's what I think. Like, Hank Azaria's Venom is kind of the bar for me. But I'm also someone who's like, you know, this is still, the cookies are baking in the oven. We don't know what the final product is going to be and I'm going to give it a shot when it comes out. Yeah. I think we'll all be there in October. I think we'll be landing yeah, like um, uh, well, y'all know me. I love villains. I'm a I'm a big fan of villains. I've I kept on saying that I want a villain driven movie. Although I had in mind, you know, like Mister Sinister, you know, that kind of thing, like uh, Brian Cranston or whatnot. But uh, along the way to one day having that, yeah. uh, probably soon, but we'll be talking about that later. Um, then with this, I like that it's villain driven. Um, I'm not so certain where I am on like the CGI element of right, it. I, that. I, I he does look very moist, as someone said <laughs> in the chat room. Um, also, keeping in mind that this is an this is an alien, and you know, keeping that in mind with uh, things, I, I just wish that the voice was a little bit clearer right. and and maybe a little less moist. But <laughs> <laughs> moist. This is the, the moist, most moist reference show in modern movie's history. Let the record oh, show. Works. Moist like a turd in the wind. <laughs> Uh, for, for that particular, I know Amy was just like what could not hang with that line um, for for uh, thinking like that also keeping in mind this is an alien they're not gonna get human humor they're right. it's trying 
you know, True. kind of a thing. If they and lean into that and it's just like really badly put together human related jokes. I mean, imagine okay. imagine trying to interact with another being that you had no idea of its history mm-hmm. and you are, you know, dead set on uh, taking out anybody that even looks at you weird kind of a thing. And then, you know, also you have that just homicidal drive and, you know, hey, that's probably what they're going for with this. And then um, taking in mind how he's brought he it It. I'm gonna say it how (laughs) it is brought into our world Mm -hmm. it's basically looks like it's been captured and probably studied and prodded and probably angry as heck and then hey here's some food latch on right kind of a thing and then Eddie Brock gets on the scene to like bust down these doors I'm an intrepid reporter and then ends up getting contaminated with like this parasite and then trying to you know, exists in this world now that has uh, that we're no longer at the top of the food chain. So um, I'm I will definitely see it in October. Love horror stuff. Love Marvel mm-hmm. uh, in general. So. In association with in, in association, association <laughs> with Marvel. Uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pass it up. Riot is an interesting choice for the villain. Uh, Riot isn't a character that is very prevalent in the mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riot is also. That that a lot of people think anti venom is at the end, but they said at the panel that was riot. So I'm really curious what the five symbiotes coming together means. I'm curious when we get carnage if it's like a button at the end. I'm curious. I, I don't still know the shape of this movie, so I'm very curious. A lot of people think this trailer gave a lot away, but we still don't know what the story really is. So I'm excited for October, uh, but once again, I'm so deep in the cheerleader mode of this movie that I feel mm-hmm. like a trailer could just come out and be like, I, I, I gotta love it! I've been saying I love it! So I'm hoping it's as good as I brainwashed myself into thinking it looks. Uh, Amy, how do you feel about this trailer? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not like super hardcore pumped for it. It's kind mm-hmm. of weird, but because it's a little weird, I'm like, I'm curious. So, it's not bad. Uh, a lot of people in the chat, though, are having a lot of fun with the word moist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Moist. I'm glad we did that for him. Yeah, Th- thanks, Ken, from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so I might not be first weekend. I might be second or third weekend, but I, I'm seeing it. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll be there Thursday at 9 or whatever. It call. looks great. Oh, yeah. And oh, Anthony. Anthony. Where's your 10 cents, 2 cents, 5 cents? <laughs> He's this waiting. Time. I love how just original this is. Um, I know there's, like, not really too much out there. I mean, I love anti-heroes. I love heroes that are are superbly flawed and have to like deal with their own I don't know emotional baggage and whatnot um I don't know I'm I'm all here for it uh at first it was a little it was a little sketchy when you saw a lot of Tom Hardy in like the first trailer but I knew there was you know you had to you had to wait you had to give him their time to fully unleash uh Venom and also I feel like I'm uh Marquia, you're not the only one with the whole voice thing I feel like mm-hmm. if people um will voice their own opinion about his voice they will probably did you just pun us they just, <laughs> they'll probably uh, change it before it comes out to to uh make it more clear as to what he's saying yeah, it did evolve from trailer one to trailer two, so I feel like it's gonna keep evolving with the commentary. And uh, they also changed like symbiote is said in the trailer and symbiote. Like they're they're evolving even. Everyone stuff. says like, it differently, yeah. probably. So like they're evolving that with like <laughs> complaints from the fans. Uh, and in the live chat, half people are saying rentals, half are saying they'll see it in theaters. So we will see. And Sony's got a lot riding on it because they've they've held every other one of their movies, basically seeing how this one does. So no pressure. Um, speaking of movies without any pressure, X Force has so much pressure because it Ah. is effectively Deadpool 3 because we don't know if we're getting a Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds says they don't know if that's going to happen, but X-Force is far enough along even with the merger we'll be discussing Mm. later on in the show. X-Force is happening short of Marvel just running in and being like, stop the presses, which (laughs) they won't do. They like money, so this is going to make them money. Uh, Drew Gadair was announced back in September as the writer-director. Joe Carnahan's script, I'm a big Joe Carnahan fan, so I'm really curious what elements of Joe Carnahan's original script are in there. He did... um, like Smoke and Aces mm-hmm. and what was that movie at the Wolves and, and Liam Neeson and Wolves Taken. Taken. I don't know. Taken in were the there mountains. Wolves and taken? They took my cup. There were wolves in human clothing. What was that? Anyway, Joe uh, Carnahan. I know great. that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. The poster with him, and it's like it's wintry cold and cold. And yes. wolves. Yeah. Only William can stop wolves with his bare hands. Do you have any favorites that you. Was what? The gray? The gray! Because the, the wolves were gray, oh, and so was the snow. Yeah, yeah Aunt Matthew, once you said that, then I remember the seeing the, yeah, the, the front of it, the yeah, cover. The cover. That's all I've seen of it. It's like Liam Neeson's face. 
face, basically. Yeah, always. Yeah, Middle always. distance staring. Mm-hmm. Uh, do any of y'all have any like favorites that you want like showing in X-Force? Um, or like storylines? I almost guarantee Archangel's in there, because they mentioned him I twice. I think because they mention him so much. They yeah. have to. I'm thinking, okay, since and we'll be talking about it later with stuff, obviously, I mean, they could probably slip some Psylocke in there. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's a possibility. Um, I'd like for Hope to be more of a prevalent thing, but maybe it's um, too close in the beginning mm. of the timeline uh, for it. But I definitely want Strife. Yeah. I want him. Okay. He he has to happen. And uh, if they want to throw some externals in there, I'm okay. Yeah, they can do anything. You know? Like, the, like maybe, especially... maybe Celine, psychic um, vampire. Maybe she sucks some of the life rejuvenating energy out of Deadpool. I don't know. There's it's a lot you can do. either the first or the last of the X-Universe, if you look at it. Because basically this movie is either the first movie that's going to be tied to Marvel continuity, or it's mm-hmm. the last movie featuring these characters that isn't going to be rebooted. So they either have all of the freedom or no freedom whatsoever. So I'm really curious what the X-Force team's going to look like because if Marvel wants to keep Deadpool, which would make sense because it's such a financial boost, then they could be like, well, our soft reboot involves these characters. Or mm-hmm. they might want to just completely separate because they're not going to move on with the McAvoys and the Fastbenders and there's rumors that those movies won't even be a thing, which mm-hmm. those are just rumors, by those the way. Rumors. We, we're not going to report on that. It's just speculation. It's literally rumors. like a one guy going, maybe, and then everybody being like, what? That's news! Uh, so <laughs> we're not even going to... that guy. He's a real loud guy. Uh, so I think X-Force is a really interesting opportunity for uh, the Marvel Fox blend, and I think it's a great chance because Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is so iconic, removed from the X-Men. So right. who would you like to see on the team? You know, actually, I'm not as familiar with the X-Force, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm more familiar with the director, Drew Goddard. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love, yeah. yes. Excellent. So, yeah. I mean, like, his work that I've seen on Cabin in the Woods and how he's able to, like, just mash up a bunch of genre together, yeah. mm-hmm. I think would gel definitely with Deadpool, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think it would even Most just elevate definitely. it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited for everyone that y'all have been mentioning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, I mean, he did, uh, I think, a few episodes, or the first episode of The Good Place as well. So, I mean, yeah. I come yeah. into it more from a, like, filmmaker nerd standpoint where gotcha. I'm like I know this guy this is my <laughs> I dude like I like him and, and yeah Daredevil uh, yes, season one he's exactly. also like Cabin in the Woods like you said but also like back to Cloverfield like he's mm-hmm. he's very Buffy. smart and comic yeah Buffy like he's he's in this world deep uh, and I also would love to see like some of the X-Force new members like Phantom X or, or, or like oh, yeah. these, like that'd be a really cool yeah, visual character cool. so uh, I mean, I'm that excited would, and then I would like get their uh, CGI you know well, like, like, like a living spaceship and like there's so much they can do man like, I, I wouldn't mind for it to, well, obviously this would be, like, not the first X-Force movie, but, you know, if it, you know, went, they could go into, like, X-Force 2, they could do, like, Vendetta, and then we could have, like, Bishop and mm-hmm. Forge in there, and then, like, Bish- get Storm in there, like, mm-hmm. real Storm, like, Storm Storm. <laughs> real Storm. <laughs> Marvel's gonna Sorry, give us a real not, Storm, finally. I yeah. Think. yeah. I'm not saying anything against um, the casting or actress or anything like that, but I mean, like, um, Storm has been depicted in a way that she she isn't like she is in the comics. It's just it's a, it's a different rendition of her. So I'd like Comic Storm to be in like an X-Force movie. And Marvel's so good at re... We'll get to that. Actually. Yes, right. we'll, we'll get to that. But we'll to that. X-Force, very exciting moving forward. We're not sure. No major updates, but a lot of articles are being run around to X-Force, so I'm saying now that it's either the last or the first, and that's very interesting. That puts even more pressure on a little old Deadpool 3. So... Guardians of the Galaxy members. The Guardians themselves came out defending James Gunn. We spoke briefly about this uh, last week. Uh, we were in a fairly negative headspace. It was, I think, the yeah. first time I've been snarky on camera uh, on this show. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, got, we got spicy. Yeah, we got a little extra. But the actual Guardians themselves have started a open letter, so to speak, uh, and all of them signed it. Uh, David, Dave Batista has been very outspoken on Twitter even before the whole Guardians team jumped on it. Uh, Change.org petition has racked up 300,000 plus signatures. There is a lot of movement on this entire situation. What do you guys think about it? It actually kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier about Drew Goddard, where like the James Gunn is someone that I've known because my background is like more horror and filmmakers, and I grew up with comic book movies, you know. And mm-hmm. I, well, I do read comic books. I'm not going to go out and be like I'm a comic book expert because I am not. Um, but yeah, no, I've been a fan of James Gunn since his trauma days and movies like Slither and a lot of things that people 
you know, have to remember is that, like, the early days of, like, Twitter and branding, you always had to, like, see about maybe leaning into some of, like, the more controversial things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And James Gunn has always been a filmmaker who has, on record, through his art and through everything he's said since those days, been, like, I am accountable for my actions in the past. I don't... I, I Like, I... I messed up, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I said things that no longer apply to my morals or, like, what how I think about the world. So, I'm... I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to get spicy, too. I'm like, like, (laughs) uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, that's basically where I stand with this whole situation. You know, I, I didn't know about the Guardians until this film because like I said like he's someone that I came on board with because like oh James Gunn's doing a Marvel movie like sign me up um and there are some of the characters that are just so endearing because of their flaws and because of you know how everyone is sort of become so attached to these characters oh yeah what do you think about the the cast signing what do you think about them I'm not surprised yeah yeah uh, well, the the letters. Well, it's always difficult to do. Like, I don't know what's the, what's the term for it. Letter by committee. That's mm-hmm. always going to be, you know, a lot of cooks. Yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of cooks in the kitchen with that. I mean, I but I thought the the letter did um, put forth their point that mm-hmm. they are standing behind James, James Gunn. They're not doing. Hey, we're not going to do the movie. They're not doing that. Which I don't think that would be a good play for them to do. No. Right. Even though they're the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just. It's, I mean, Maybe it's not. an empire. You don't fight, yeah. like... I mean, that, and I, I don't think James would want them to do that. Right. But I think for for what what it is in this context, I think the letter does come across very clearly. Mm-hmm. I understand exactly where they're coming from with it. And I understand why they did it. And I kind of respect that, why they did it mm-hmm. also. Um, because it, it's saying, you know, hey, he's not a man standing alone. And... The the thing of it is that this entire thing is like he already apologized for all of this, you know, um, and he was already vetted by Disney, and then this came up, and now they pulled the trigger too fast. I think it. I and I said this last show. I I feel like it was a bit reactionary. I don't, and I, I take a. I believe it's a. Oh God, which Chris? It's Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I always mix up. I know who they are, but I always mix up those last names. Um, with what he was saying, he's like, uh, "Hey, I don't stand by those tweets, but I do stand by the man that mm-hmm. he is and what he has become over the years that we've worked with him." Yeah, kind of a thing. And I, I respect that. I understand that. I, this was this was just so reactionary. I feel maybe there's something else that we don't know about, and maybe this is. The reason why, but or then maybe I'm just yeah. giving you know too much so much speculation. Amy, thoughts? It's um, hold on. Um, <laughs> I'm having to remove something. Here we go. Um, it's it's a dangerous situation, uh, but I I'm very glad that the guardians got together and voiced their opinions, and hopefully that will affect him somehow. Hopefully, positively. Yeah. I mean, like, you he's know? not someone who's denying allegations. He's not someone who yeah. is not being <laughs> held to the same moral standard as uh, as others should be. And it doesn't sound like a false apology at all. Exactly. I, I like yeah. how it, honest it sounds, right. it sounds sincere. There's too many false apologies where people will, like, knee-jerk kind of a thing. But this this feels sincere, and he's done it before. No matter what happens, I respect the way Sean and James Gunn have handled the situation mm-hmm. currently. Not the situation 10 years ago, not anything else, but like this moment, I think they both handled it very maturely, and I think that it will be interesting going forward, because I think that, uh, I said it last show, that the arc of the Guardians is very much the arc exactly. of James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like being less of an asshole and realizing humanity is important. So it's a really interesting time to react to things from a decade ago because I, I can't imagine what that guy's dealing with. Um, this might be a little early, but do we see another director um, going ahead and moving forward, perhaps even with James Gunn's blessing? I can't imagine right now. Um, mm. And it, it's funny, there was people teasing that it was Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith was saying like he is working on the biggest IP he's ever worked on and all this. <laughs> like His tweet was super cryptic, but I can't imagine. Right. I love Kevin mm-hmm. Smith and I can't imagine it. So that means like I'm really tied to James Gunn because if my brain doesn't go, yeah, Kevin Smith, that means I really like someone's vision. And I just mm-hmm. don't see that vision. Uh, and But I mean, I love Kevin Smith's maybe. Oh, um, I think uh, 
you know, if, if like cast and director were like, hey, so this is going to be happening this way, and this this director, whoever uh, she or he may be, um, is going to be stepping into the shoes of um, helming this. I mean, I'm I'm what am I going to say no to a Guardians of the Galaxy three right kind of a thing? Um, and that's out soon. That's like two yeah. movies from now. Yeah, uh, I mean two yeah. movies after Avengers. Sorry, not from now. I'm so I mean, putting we, myself in I Avengers guess we'll four. just have to see how this ends up shaking out. Yeah, we, uh, we'll we see. And uh, according to the live chat, uh, there's apparently a sit-down meeting this week. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't heard that myself, so I'm curious what that turns into. But in other confusingly large news, <laughs> Disney is looking like they're going to merge with Fox. It looks like it's happening. Fox has approved the Disney acquisition. uh, $71.3 billion. I have been talking about this very deal since I did this show with Matt Key and Matt Cook. Uh, This deal has been going on since hosting. So this is obviously the farthest along we've ever been. It has evolved into shareholders and votes and all of these things. As a comic fan, elated. As a film fan and a creative, a little scared. Um, So I want to know, we'll start with Amy this time, what you think of the acquisition as a whole? Yay? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Because I, I think that having some stories maybe told in a different way, um, like X Men, mm-hmm. would be nice. So if that means more movies, then I'm here for it. And uh, I mean, with everything going on with Disney, I think it's a little bit confusing right now. But maybe this will just go in a positive direction. So, yay. Marquia? Uh, well, monopolies aren't good. Monopolies no. aren't, aren't they're, they're not our friend. They, they really aren't. Um, diversity in, in business helps us as consumers, as small-time consumers, and so on and so forth. Um, and I, I have said this before. I'm very, I'm very happy as a comic nerd to be able to have everything under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. But then also, and I've said this before too, I wonder if we would have gotten Black Panther, Deadpool, and such um, if they had had the Those entire the, start. the entire toy chest to play with. Would we have gotten Guardians of the Galaxy? This um, I mean, like worst case thing. scenario, they're like, well, if they don't, if the Guardians don't want to do Guardians, let's just do Fantastic Four. You know, like that's like the scary part of the corporateness of this, where they can just be like, we can do anything now. But uh, it's so monopolies mm-hmm. are bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do have the first family back. I mean, um, we already know what is it? Uh, August third, I believe that or August eighth, I think uh, that they're coming out with Fantastic Four. Yeah, Dan Slott's writing it. There we go. Yeah, Dan Slott's writing that. And Sarah Pacelli on art, I believe, and I love both of those uh, creators. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So, yeah. I'll, so, I'll go out on that one. <laughs> uh, I think that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, no, I, I'm basically going to agree with Marquis here. Like, monopolies are bad, but there are also so many other companies outside of, like, movies that are big, giant monopolies that we mm-hmm. don't know and all these umbrellas that don't do things for good, and I'm just hoping that Disney will continue to do things for, for a positive I think we're going to get uh, the best cast X-Men we've had yet. I think we're going to get a a true Fantastic Four. I think that Marvel has done an amazing job consistently listening to fans, and I think that with this deal going through, we were going to get a very good Fantastic Four soon. Because I I think a big part of this deal is everyone clamoring for a very certain thing, and now that it's an option, I feel like we're going to get it. So I think we're within five years of a brilliant new X-Men, a brilliant new Fantastic Four. So Mm -hmm. I, as this seems real, 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 I'm going to look at the positive and say I can't imagine a world where we have all of our cake eating it too and X-Men and Fantastic Four. So I'm going to be very optimistic going forward and I look forward to Phase Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that we still have a lot of in associations with Marvel. (laughs) You know, like I'm with Netflix having uh, Marvel, you know, Netflix. I still want that to go on. Yeah. I feel like um, that wouldn't necessarily translate as well over to the Disney streaming service mm-hmm. since Disney has a certain image that they want to do and it's the whole thing with like you know the Deadpool animated right. series and everything like that it's like I think um, yeah 
okay, own everything, but go ahead and, and put them in, in different places. Yeah, I mean, like back in the 90s, they had Miramax, I believe, and then the Buena Vista pictures. And so like, they had mm. other offshoot arms that they could do more adult things with. I'd love a Marvel Knights line that handles the R-rated stuff. You know, call it Marvel <laughs> Knights and make it R-rated. Like, give, give me my Moon Knight and my Deadpool Let's call under it that Marvel banner. After Dark. Bring Marvel <laughs> After Dark. Any of those things. But you're right, like, the, like Tarantino worked with them. Yeah. Kevin Smith, mm, speaking of exactly. Kevin Smith, like, yeah. the Jay and Silent Bob movies are not Disney films. No. But they were under Disney money. Exactly. Some of them. It's hard to find them on Blu-ray because like eight people own those movies. Anyway, uh, I'm curious what happens going forward. I'm also curious what this will look like even by next Comic-Con because by next Comic-Con everything is going to be very different. Very different. And I think what a year will bring. Yeah, like even looking at the last Comic-Con of this Comic-Con. And everything is moving fast honestly because that deal is closing sooner than expected. It's I think at the end of this year at this point. Yeah, they said six to twelve months from Mm -hmm. when we heard. So um, Comic-Con wasn't last week, was it? It was. (laughs) It was last week. Was it last week? No, it wasn't we last week. We did a week. show last week, which was our Comic-Con show. Oh, okay. So, a week and a half. A week and a half. Okay. Like, it's Monday, so a week and three days was the Friday of Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, no, time is... It's confusing. Yeah. Can okay. save us. Uh, so, the DC Universe has a glorious app. Marvel will soon have a glorious app. And that segues us into our next news story, Stanley gets a cameo in a DC movie. Yes! And that I thoroughly is enjoyed this. Amazing. Uh, Stanley is in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and it is a Stanley cameo. I am dying to see this movie, but I've mm. been in the throes of movie pass hell like the rest of so America. Sorry. Oh, so, so sorry for your yeah. loss. Mark Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, saw Teen Titans go to the movies and got to interview um, Kari Payton. He, uh, he's the voice of Cyborg. I did that for Geeks of Color. Uh, check my Twitter. I have the review up there or check you know, geeks of color, and uh, yes, this movie. Okay, it is a, it is a kid movie. It is a kid movie. It is a kid movie. But, um, but it does a lot of uh, different themes. It uh, goes into different animation styles. Cool. It has a lot of uh, references, popular yes. references, like Disney references, like Lion King, eighties movies, 80s references. Movies. But going back to what you're saying about the different animation styles, the different animation styles. That's okay. just going to make you lose your mind. Honestly, it really is. It's it's like they. They had the time and they took the time, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. and it was worth it. it, it really- it's like Deadpool for kids. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's um, great. I they, love and that. they don't they don't pull any shots with their their DC like they yeah. they bust on Superman like big time with him having all of the they, they have an Aquamanatee movie poster because <laughs> they're like oh hey you're a superhero you have an I feel like they you totally they totally ripped on that year that DC at Comic Con just did like an ongoing montage of all these titles that you're getting <laughs> great. And, and and basically that's like in the first act where they're just like all of these heroes are getting these movies yeah but the the Stanley Lee uh, mm-hmm. cameo. Uh, let's say it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was very small. You didn't. You barely noticed. I'm lying. It was so, <laughs> it's huge. so good. It's it was so good. huge. It was huge and like uh, kept on. It kept, <laughs> kept keeps on going. So don't say what it is because we're yeah. not going to say no what spoilers. It is, but it's it's yes. You know that Stanley. That's him. <laughs> you That's definitely awesome. do. And once that happens, you're just like, they just did that. That's also, that's the thing. Be like, I'm okay with it. My second favorite cameo after Stanley, I think, is Michael Bolton. And that's, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. So yeah. if Michael we can Bolton. sell five more tickets by you knowing Stanley is in it, go see Teens that you go to the movies. <laughs> I will be paying for it since Movie Pass barely exists. Uh, I haven't seen MI6 or that yet, and I'm very upset about it. So today, I'm paying real money to see one of those and then joining AMC Plus, which can AMC A-list is amazing. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so I think that Stanley doing that is a great sign that we really need to just work on getting along. I, I have used this show many times as like, Marvel DC is silly. Let's all be one thing. Yes. Uh, so Stanley jumping into DC movie, very exciting and very fitting that they reference all of the things from both houses of ideas. Uh, And I, I can't wait to see it. And you would like it that um, the main villain, um, Slade, uh, they they totally go meta with, um, hey, aren't you Deadpool? Yes. <laughs> and people that don't know, like the background between like Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson, I recommend. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. <laughs> like that's a real thing. Is this recommend a looking that up. Yeah. And in real life, that is. <laughs> is this Deadpool? Is this a, Deadpool? a lot of that went down. A lot, a lot of that went down in real life back in the day with Slade and Wade's. So. We may be getting Avengers 4 sooner than we thought. Ooh. Without Downey Jr. even having to ask in that adorable little coy exchange on Twitter. <laughs> um, I use my names and adjectives as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> Avengers 4 might be coming as early as April 
instead of May because like last year it was the last week of April but the IMAX website reps this movie coming out in April and their big year long slate and IMAX there's only so many of them so they have to announce their full oh, yeah. slate because mm-hmm. there's only so much room in the theater for a movie that big like well, two weeks at a time or like there's a, there was LA drama because like uh, the Chinese theater IMAX screen did not have the right information for oh, yeah, the last yeah. Avengers and they had like I think a film festival going on at the TCL Chinese and so when they moved the date they were like we can't play this movie until Oof. a week later. Rage. And rage. So I feel like that might be also a little bit as to why we're getting like details. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think about an April release? Do you think it's like just going to run $400 million like the last one did through May? Do you think it's just going to trounce the summer? Hey. I mean, the summer starts when Avengers comes out. I'm okay with an August release. Whenever they want to. <laughs> <That laughs> December, December no, Christmas. I mean, I mean oh, like a couple of days from so now. Ready. I mean like the last week of August. <laughs> There's no Star I Wars this it. December. There drop isn't. It. I know, so drop it. Go. No, exactly. It's like, Merry it's like Christmas. Destroy the model. <laughs> I want to wander between Spider-Verse and Avengers 4 this Christmas. That's what I'd like to do. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, Amy, what do you think about an April release for Avengers? Yes. Yes, because I want it now. Yeah, the sooner the better. Yeah. I'll take it in 10 months, yeah. please. I'll, I mean, I'll take I it less. Now. I also yeah. want the CGI to be done. So I'm gonna... Well, I want it to be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm really excited because we are in a position where they're going to have to start advertising Spider-Man soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spider-Man's dead. So I'm really curious. <laughs> Someone tweet. There have been reports that uh, Tom Holland is on set yeah. for Spider-Man. You don't say. I'm really curious how they're going to go forward. Like with the Guardian stock, there that comes out after Spider-Man. Right now, that could not be more up in the air. With the Spider-Man movie coming out right after Avengers Four and him being dead, like everyone's in a rock and a hard place with ads, and it's almost that time to start those ads up because yeah. around November December is when those ads would normally exist. So it's really interesting how they're going to do this, and I. I hope once again there is no marketing for Avengers 4. It'll never happen. But if you give me a three minute montage showing me Avengers 3 and reminding me of the date of Avengers 4, that's all I want. It'll still make $2 billion. I want to know nothing. I like that. Um, I really enjoy um, just everybody's creativity coming up with different terms uh, for the snap. Like Mm -hmm. there's, uh, and I saw like in the chat room, there was the snapture. I know that there's uh, uh, the snapping has been one. Uh, The dusting, uh, the dust. uh, And then there was um, Arma Thanos. Was one so I just I love that everybody Iron Manos. Iron and we Manos. have Iron Man our very right important here. mascot yeah <laughs> so the most recent Marvel movie Ant Man featured some snapping as well yes. Uh, yes. and it was one of the most spoiler alert mild spoilers one of the most bold post credit scenes I've seen I won't, actually I won't even go any deeper than that but the book post credit mm-hmm. scene there incredible and very surprising tonal shift from the movie which I like that there was a couple seconds of trailers to separate like la, 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 la. oh god uh, so Ant-Man is getting a ride in Hong Kong. That was mm-hmm. the tangent I was making. Ah. Uh, Ant-Man is getting a ride, and not only is that ride happening through Marvel, the cast is reprising their roles. That yes. is not that common. Usually they have voice sound-alikes, there are other things they do, but Ant-Man is actually going to be Paul Rudd. Evangeline Lilly is actually going to be the Wasp. I think this is a really cool start for the positive side of Disney owning everything. Yeah, <laughs> we can have rides. No, uh, what do you guys yeah. think about a Hong Kong Ant Man? Actually, for coming soon during the uh, Infinity War junket, I actually got to talk to some of the cast about this because I'm a really big Disneyland nerd. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, "How in are are y'all for being a part of the Disney theme parks?" And Anthony Mackie was like, "I want to be Falcon flying alongside like the ride vehicle." Yeah. Um, and then Umbaku was like, I want an Umbakeo corner of like <laughs> vegetarian and vegan foods. Uh, so I think like the I think everyone who's a part of this universe would be yeah. so on board for having voices or their image or likeness on these rides. I want to go to Wakanda more than I want to go to Avatar Land. So. No, for oh sure. My god, yes. like, yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Why is that? Yeah. No, they <laughs> they need to they need to pass do that. I mean, um, for them having the Dora Milaje and having T'Challa like walking around and mm-hmm. the huge response they got. Oh from yeah. That, uh, it's just uh, don't 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 leave that money on the table. It's just time. It's like it's hey, coming. Universal has uh, Harry Potter. Uh, mm-hmm. Give us Wakanda. Just so yeah, cool. leave the yeah. luminescence make, make of that, Pandora. Make that tough just choice. Rip for... out the Navi. I just want to walk through a giant panther mouth in Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's God. all I ask. I just want to go to Disney and be like, I know where I'm going, and just saunter through a panther. Oh man, they could have a VR section mm-hmm. where you can be the pilot for one of the one of the ships. Like, 
that's and the that's characters that navigate the, the the people that are giving the tour are, are Shuri. You have people dressed Aww, as Shuri, and she shows you yeah. on the technology. You have oh like yeah, a tech tour, or like kind of like knowledge and smart science, like in a, like in Avengers, yes, that should be a Shuri there. show, like of her being like, yeah, like this would be like the most, the best princess meet and greet yes. would be like her just giving oh, like a TED talk of technology. Awesome. Encourage knowledge and science of children. In I that. would pay for that princess breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Like learn STEM and have breakfast with a princess. So in the meantime, Ant Man is really getting a ride as <laughs> yeah. much as Wakanda. Uh, and Ant Man is also about science, so I'm hoping they lean into that. Mm-hmm. I've always I've really enjoyed that the comics are leaning into intelligence being a superpower. That mm-hmm. Tom Holland yes. leans into his smarts. That uh, one of my favorite books that got canceled last year was Wasp, and it was about a young wasp gathering female scientists and the whole book is about science and encouraging mm-hmm. intelligence and all those things so I'm hoping if they make a little Ant-Man corner they're like pin particles science all of these things because that'd be really cool so I don't know if that's what's happening but there is a ride uh, it's being it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle and mm-hmm. that sounds exciting so I wanted to give some love to Hong Kong and that's set to be complete by 2023 so we'll see what that means yeah, we'll be, they're we'll going to be, be uh, retheming Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters Ooh, yeah. yeah I actually don't mind that when they uh, retheme things like um, um, back in the day uh, uh, was it Back to the Future was rethemed into the Simpsons ride for um, like Universal Studios oh, yeah. Orlando and um, I forget there's a, there's a number of things of an ET was rethemed into something Disney does a lot I of believe. that so like the Finding Nemo so, ride was the uh, submarine voyage um, I actually kind of mm-hmm. hope that uh, they retheme the Honey I Shrunk the Audience ride into Ant Man like you you are on an adventure with Liz and like. He Keep accidentally gets you shrunken down, and they could turn it into like the uh, Pim Industries with the handle. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk into that; that'd be amazing. I love Man. all of this. Yeah. I love. Uh, was it Mimer Chef? Please put a GoPro on Marquia when she goes to Wakanda <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me like just ah, ah. happy weeping for like twenty minutes, just open happy. It'd be me doing the Mbaku challenge with kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Disney now. That's just how you go to Disneyland. Yeah. That's just accurate. <laughs> so that is all of our news until a movie. Tar- Marvel TV. Wow, I actually didn't sleep last night. I'm having trouble speaking. <laughs> Marvel TV time is where we're going. So uh, we Marvel TV. There it is. <laughs> we're talking TV I like the abridged because it's so, like, happy and sauntery, and then it's, here we are. Yeah. So, we never got to cover the Luke Cage finale because life got in the way, and then Mm -hmm. Comic-Con, and then more life. So, I want you guys, what are your favorite things about the last three episodes of Luke Cage we did not cover? I did not see it. Marquia. (laughs) I know. I am so bad. Please give me cliff notes. What episodes should I watch? Yeah. Thank um, you. Um, I uh, did a couple of uh, podcasts over um, with a... Uh, I think it was nerd appropriate. Really um, got into the thick of it with um, uh, Ash for the Luke Cage finale. And I guess... Mm, but mm, we're going to talk about it, but like not too spoilery, I guess. Oh, I like, no, 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 go for it. I mean, unless the audience also does not want to spoil it. Yeah. You know, we'll just... <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll see week? how it goes. We'll, we'll see Seven? Um, I want to talk about the ending. It's pretty spoilery. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're we're just gonna talk about it. <laughs> just do it. I'm gonna watch it anyways. Okay. okay, I'll get there. Okay, um, uh, for Luke Cage season two, gosh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I I love that the character arcs for everyone that they were doing in here from like Shariah to having Luke Cage, you know, smiling in the sun, people being like, oh, I want to get this man coffee, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing to where his transition into what he becomes at the ending yeah. where it's like hey I've got your henchman's uh, hand on the desk and I'm telling you to stay out of Harlem kind of a deal it's kind of cut yeah with with that smile and I was like Mike okay it's a different take <laughs> of Luke Cage than I ever expected them to go it is very interesting and you know what it kind of reminded me of it kind of reminded me of how um, Luke Cage like in the comics uh, meets uh, he ends up meeting Iron Fist and um, Misty Knight and it's Okay, comic books are a heck of a drug. But um, there was this whole roundabout thing where he was being um, blackmailed and he needed to get, like, um, the evidence. And to do that, he had to go and um, go after Misty Knight, who had, you know, embarrassed Bushmaster. There's this whole this this whole other stuff. So he, like, busts into their place. And he's like, I need Misty Knight. And I'm like, dude, who are you? You're Luke Cage. What are you doing? Like, Comanche and... Um, uh, 
not Chase, Comanche and another uh, henchman are in the car at this time. And he's like tearing up this house and ends up um, Iron Fist like confronts him. And it's like, yeah, to them, he's a total bad guy. Mm -hmm. And then seeing him in season two in that final episode. You can see that that perception. is. You can see that perception where it's like, yeah, you're, you're not being very good right now. But I'm totally on board. And like Mariah, mm-hmm. oh my God, Alfre Woodard, wow. When when she like finally ends up in jail, okay, finally does because it just had to happen. And then she goes full kingpin on you yeah. with it, where it's like um, survives being uh, like slashed up. Uh, because Sunflower is all like, oh, hey, you remember me? You're going to pay me for protection. Mariah's all like, yeah, you know, that sounds good. Give me a shiv because I'm going to take it out on this person that just tried to slice your throat. And it's like, guess who's head mama in the house? It's like, that's Mariah. I absolutely love that. She went from someone who, like, it devastated her life to take out Cottonmouth, and let's kind of be honest, he kind of had a common with where he was going with things, to to go from there to where she is now. I I want so much more Mariah, and I want that. Oh, I, I just want so much of that. I enjoyed everything that um, Luke Cage season two was doing. I really liked season two because the first season we've talked ad nauseum about the first season first half was was so so much and then the second half changing shows was very jarring. This stayed consistent stayed solid. I I loved Shades this season Mm -hmm. and the first season Shades I felt was very like at times two dimensional. This season he was very nuanced interesting. His story was as interesting as anybody else's and then that made you more invested in every other character because if you have a weak link when they're on screen you're like Eh. But mm-hmm. if everyone's strong, it brings the whole show up. And that's what I feel like this season really did well was all the supporting characters and all the leads had a lot of strength, so the whole show stayed up. Uh, I loved the ending. I loved Harlem's, Harlem's Paradise staying a character. I really liked that Alfre Woodard had in shade such an interesting rival and lover that like whenever they were on screen, you actually didn't know it was going to happen. The story kept you going like, what? Uh, and Comanche was great. Comanche stole a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really impressive overall season, and it made me want season three of Luke Cage a lot more than I had after episode like nine or so of season one. Like th- it fully brought me back into like give me more Luke Cage. I think out of all of the season twos that we've had with um, Marvel Netflix so far, this is the one that has me most wanting a season three. You know Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and such, and I and I know they're going to do Born Again with uh, Daredevil, but no, no, no. Still, I need Luke Cage season three. I was really impressed, like the, the whole season, top to bottom. Um, yeah. There was no filler episodes. There was nothing I needed like taken out. No subplots that I was like, mm-hmm. eh. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Cage season two was solid. If you guys haven't seen it, you probably weren't listening. So, <laughs> welcome back. Yes. Uh, and end, end of stitches give stitches. <laughs> and I love that he had a backstory about where his shades came from, and I love yeah. that it involved Top Gun. Uh, so, so yes, we're back. End of spoilers. Uh, there's also some other TV news in the form of next week is the season finale of Cloak and Dagger. Now, Cloak and Dagger for me is up there with Runaways as amongst the best shows we've had for Marvel. Um, I really love Cloak and Dagger. I think it's very good for kids to learn morality. I think it's very important without being preachy. I think it talks about big subject matter like the Punisher did without feeling like it's hammering it over the head. I really appreciate everything about the show, how super heroic it is but also being a drama, how the effects look amazing, how the acting's great, how they're subverting expectations. Uh, it's, it's so good. What do you guys think about the show? I haven't watched it yet, but it's very excited. But it looks so good. It's, it's I, so I loved good. Runaways, and I think that there should def- there's room, especially now with all these acquisitions. There's room for Marvel for everyone of all ages, mm-hmm. and you know, for some people to be like, no, it's not like it, the same level that it was in the comics, as far as like you know, adult themes and whatnot. Like, it no, is this is. Adult. It is pretty adult. Oh. Pretty adult. I was, oh. I was is, it, is it is it sexy? I, I think it's mature. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. um it doesn't treat you know teenagers like they're kids. Good. Like runaways. Like runaways. Exactly. Like runaways. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so far, my favorite episode of the season is episode seven, which is the one where um it is. Oh, I forget the character's name. Mina. I want to say Mina's dad. Uh, Ivan. Yeah, Mina said Ivan. Thank you. Um, where he is catatonic and then. Uh, to this point, uh, Tandy and Tyrone have, you know, grasped their power set enough to where they're like, hey, 
we could probably, uh, let me find a better term than what I was just about to say. <laughs> uh, we could probably, um, as a unit, um, help this poor you know person and then also find out what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. of like the big explosion and everything like that. So they use their powers to then go into his catatonic state and proceed to, well, kind of lose their se- lose themselves in there. Well, not both of them, but, you know, uh, Tandy does. I, r- I really enjoy this episode. I, I that this, one. The, the sister show-ness of Runaways can't be described without having seen the show. Like, how much these <laughs> feel like... You know how the Netflix shows feel like they're in the same universe? Uh, mm-hmm. This is that for me. And, like, they don't even have to mention the incident. They just, like, it just feels like these things could be happening. Like, New Orleans is here. California is here. Right. And I love that in the comics that Runaways always had that. And I didn't expect that from Cloak and Dagger. And they're on different networks and everything. And they also, uh, a character that's mentioned on the Netflix shows is in the in Cloak and Dagger. The uh, the Officer O'Reilly is mentioned on Luke mm-hmm. Cage, which I love. They're, like that, Those are even, like, the rights issues aren't a big enough problem. I, I just, it's so welcoming and smart and it's such a good show and i'm really glad it exists amy yes well actually uh before we continue talking about cloak and dagger i wanted to say something really quickly um we have a brand new season of the uh, critically acclaimed animated series the venture brothers and it's it's almost here so you can watch hank dean brock rusty and the rest of the team venture attempt to save their frozen butts from the icy hill of organized villainy uh so this premieres just around the corner sunday august 5th at midnight Eastern Time, Pacific Time, um, on Adult Swim. So, on Adult Swim, all in the name of Super Science. Go Team Venture! Yay! Super Science. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I freaking love Cloak and Dagger. I think they've done really well. And, um, yeah, we're coming up on the finale, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this it's week. It's this week. It's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It's when? Thursday. What day is that show on? Thursday. I, I watched it on Hulu. Wednesday. Yeah. I think it's Wednesday or Thursday that it comes out because I usually watch it over the weekend, like Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Same. Marky yeah. asked to know yeah. what day of the week it is, so otherwise I'm lost. Days of the week. What are, what what is, what are those? Hey. I yeah. I set alarms on my phone when I have calendar stuff like, oh, you have to be somewhere in two hours. Great. Thanks. <laughs> that's smart. That's that's. That's, That's basically my week. So we'll, we'll watch <laughs> it before next week's show, and we'll yeah. dive into Cloak and Dagger finale next week. We'll talk more about the whole show. And episode uh, 9, and, episode and nine. Eight, yeah, 9, I, and so on and so forth. We'll do all of that next week together with the finale. Because Cloak and Dagger's... Yeah, we'll do the last three next week. Because I'm, I'm admittedly at 8, and uh, I want to see the 7 again, and then dive into the last four-hour movie, because I love watching it as a chunk. Uh, so I really like Cloak and Dagger. I've been really impressed consistently. Marvel TV is doing great, and speaking of Marvel TV, we have... A potential redemption season for Mr. Finn Jones' Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist season two has a very particular uh, item of clothing in it that makes me real, real happy. <laughs> I always want Daughters of the Dragon whenever I see her. Well, yeah, it's Colleen. Um, episode 11 of season one is excellent with her in it. It's like culmination of her storyline, feels like. I, okay, it's coming. Oh, dramatic pause. There it is! It's so beautiful! Oh, I love Iron Fist's Nailed mask. Yeah, nicely done, by the way, Anthony. That was a hairpin yeah. trigger. Uh, okay, so Iron Fist, to me, is the easiest costume to translate uh, incorrectly, because it is the most real life, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's easier to do something that seems like real life wrong, because you're like, why does that seem just off? Like, to me, it's easier to do crazy outlandish costumes, because you're like, well, he's wearing a cape. Whereas this... That could be very, very silly. I like this suit. I know a lot of people on the internet don't. I really like the eyes. I like that he's in his mask. I think this gives a lot of potential for stunt guys. We were yes. talking about the show. Like, yeah, that's a point that I, I really want to emphasize. I am a-okay with this mask mm-hmm. because it's like, then that li- that lets a, a stunt actor that would be, you know, have the moves that we expect for Iron Fist to be able to step in so that Finn Jones, the actor, can then concentrate on, you Acting. know, of being Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it might be one of those things with just Sarah's And to be physically now, we, safe. And to yeah. be physically safe. I mean, there's a reason why, I mean, I, I past feel like stunt actors should have a category in the Oscars because mm-hmm. what they do is extremely important. It brings a, a huge uh, value of experience to our movie going and our TV, you know, going, uh, our TV watching experience. So, yes, I'm all for the mask. Yeah. Not only is it canon, but it works for what we want it to do. So, yes, mask all day. So, I love it. I hope we get the full suit. Don't know if we will. We know this is a flashback, which means I hope he fights a dragon. Okay. 
Danny, you okay? It's just a bad memory. So <laughs> I am curious what Typhoid Mary comes into play. I'm curious how the structure of the story is with everyone wanting more Colleen Wing. I think she'll get plenty of time because she was in Luke Cage more than I expected. Um, I want more. I'd like I'd like it to be a lot of her in the show. I want Full Daughters of the Dragon. Um, but like we said last week, I am much more excited for this take of Finn Jones as Iron Fist than I had been prior. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I kind of like for them to take the note that um, it feels like Luke Cage season two did and had more of the people that aren't super powered, like have it more filtered through the their perspective, like how it had a, a lot of the story driven through Misty Knight and through um, uh, through Mariah, then I, yes, I would like more Colleen. And then, yes, Misty Knight in there, yes. and then Daughters of the Dragon, yes. But um, the people that are, and Jerry, you know, I, I want more of those perspectives. I mean, Iron Fist is, is cool, <laughs> but um, also kind of balance it out more. So you guys had an adventure. Yes. And you wanted to share it with the class. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us of your tales. (laughs) Yes. So the idea that I had was um, for uh, Marvel Movie News to venture out um, because there are many Earths. It's not just 616 with our Hmm. main storyline. For instance, um, this past weekend, was it this weekend? Yes, it was this past weekend. weekend. And the weekend before that was Comic-Con. And the weekend before that was (laughs) Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, So yeah, this was like on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, So my idea was to go to Earth 2149 because the horror season is ramping up. And I, I was at a friend's birthday party with uh, Sabina. She was like, oh, I'm going to that thing. And I'm like, great, uh, help me. And, uh, and her <laughs> Horror and Jonathan, is my jam. <laughs> her and Jonathan Graves um, helped me find um, Marvel things. And we went to Earth 2149, also known as a Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my first time at Midsummer Scream. And I believe it was Jonathan's also. Yes, this is their third year. They're at L.A. convention that does all things Halloween in the summer. Which yeah. is awesome. It was at uh, Long Beach Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, for basically what he did is, uh, you know, ran out. I got terrified by this. Um, oh, was it? It was a lantern, not lantern. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Character. You know, yeah. Leprechaun movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, swear to God, uh, that person followed me around. Because, and just uh, jumped up. Yeah. One time I was looking way. at the map and then they just like, rah. I was like, ah! <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a Halloween convention. They have panels about the different things that theme parks are going to do for the Halloween season, like Halloween Horror Nights or mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Actually, that's doing a DC Arkham thing, which we can get to. Um, that's cool. exactly. But um, so we have a couple of videos, and then like um, local artists. Basically, that um, Marvel has uh, gone into so many different kinds of fandoms, and something that I love about horror is that it really is the genre where all of our nerddoms can just like mm-hmm. come together and let their hair down and like kind of scare each other. So for this this first quick video, um, this is from um, uh, Eden Rashai. I think he says it in the video. So um, uh, Aunt Anthony, can you play this, please? Scream on yeah. Earth 2 149, and we have found Zombie Cap. Please tell us all about this. Well, this is Zombie Captain. Uh, we noticed that there was a hole in the industry. There's no Zombie Captains, and we made a really nice mass of wood tree man. He had the same jawline as Captain America. I was gonna do Captain America. I gotta do zombie Captain America. I'm Gulio, by the way, at Eden Roche Studios. We make vintage masks, vintage Halloween masks. Take a look at that. Amazing. Yes, and this is only the tip of the iceberg. More Midsummer Scream. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure he's coming out. <laughs> yeah, so you can find them at. Uh, how, wait, Eden Roche. Eden Roche. So yeah, for that. Um, but uh, go ahead and just show the next one. And the, this next one is um, at Blood and Teeth. And um, dramatic pause. Uh, no, dramatic this next pause. one. This next one is uh, at no, no, not the videos. Just in order. So just the the next one in order. Yeah. So um, this is actually um, at Nick Nick Hernandez Art, and um, he's holding a venom. Uh, and go ahead and go for the next. I think you see, see Venom's right here. Mm-hmm. Um, the sketch of Venom's very at home with all of the other um, horror elements that you can find there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, go ahead and next one. And Oh, okay. So this is not Nick Hernandez. This is a different one. So for... Um, I thought I had... The next one was supposed to be Hella. 
Yeah, Kevin there Nick we go. Did such an amazing work. Yeah, he does a lot of really good work, and he also has a uh, at Frank and Sons. Um, he has a booth there, but yeah, at Nick Hernandez Art. I focused on just the Halloween stuff, but he had like mm-hmm. Iron Fist, he had Deadpool, had Deathstroke, cool. so on and so forth. Oh, Metal Batman was my favorite. Had Metal for the Batman new Metal series. Oh, so good. So, but yes, continuing with Earth 2149, this is um, at Blood and Teeth, and this is a Spider-Man obviously <laughs> leaping over a very yeah. Hulk, like Hulk-to-Hulk yeah. Venom. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the next one should be, uh, actually, there's a video that should be before all of this. Uh, this video should be, um, yeah. So here's a... I really love how these conventions have such a celebration of all of the fandoms. Yeah, so it's just a, a series of different things, and um, like Deadpool being zombified with a katana through his head. Deadpool, zombie uh, Spider Man, and then uh, <laughs> Rocket holding a big gulp. Oh, that <laughs> might have been a gun. Um, but yeah, and then also had like a Deadpool section with a Hello Kitty and a Patrick. Pat- that's Patrick. Patrick. That's Patrick. Oh, that's and then funny. there's My Little Pony Deadpool. You know, there's a grenade Deadpool in the back. And then there's a, a Sith uh, Deadpool um, also. So, yeah. I love at, that he is everything. Yeah, at Valenti. Deadpool was very popular oh, yeah. uh, here. And then um, the... Yeah, and right here, uh, this is a Crystalina 17. And this is like a zombie wall of Marvel. Um, and very cutesy zombie, though. So <laughs> it's like you can get your Marvel and your zombie at the same time. Totally. Like oh, if you yeah. want to have like Halloween decorations that still celebrate superheroes, or if you just love both the genres and want to have that on display, like <laughs> there is so many. There are so many options from all these passionate artists. Uh, I don't think this video just yet. Um, but go ahead and play it. Evil Groot was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, well, this was supposed to start at 28 seconds. Only thirty dollars, and I regret not buying. Oh, that only thirty dollars for Evil Groot. And here's a here's a close up picture of Sabine. I was able to get like a really great picture of him. Uh, Yeah, so they are. Yeah, Monica is uh, the wife, uh, and they were uh, Angel of Death Creations. We bring dead things to life, Uh, (laughs) and you can find them um, at Angel of Death Creations. So they had a lot of really great stuff, and I I really appreciated having. Time to talk with them, and I love that people are injecting Marvel into the horror world. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, I got to talk with um, Coven FX. Uh, they are a, a group of uh, female uh, makeup artists and sculptors and uh, special effects um, artists, and they're, they're a very small collective right now. You can find them at Coven um, FX on Instagram, and they're doing a, a free makeup demo, and that's um, coming up on uh, September 8th, and you can check that out on their Instagram. But more importantly, I talked with them, and I was like, uh, they were like, uh, hey, yeah, we're doing all these makeup demos. I'm like, oh, well, I use, you know, the show, Marvel movies. They're like, we should make you up as one of the um, the Marvel people, but like in a horror form. And I'm like, yes, let's do that. So um, basically, if y'all can help me decide on a superhero, they'll make a zombie version of that for me. So, I mean, we can keep it totally canon and I could be like, um, you know, Miss Marvel or I could be Century (laughs) or um, like anything like that. So Mary Marvelites, call to arms. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll put that up on Twitter and and I'm going to work with a Coven FX and we'll do like a little video and stuff of it and they will uh, Marvel zombie me. So That's I'm cool. really looking forward to that. Maybe Captain Marvel because her, you know, 
that hers was, yeah, right a, around the right around, around the, the corner. That's the next yeah. big uh, live action theatrical. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, don't be afraid to go to any of your smaller horror conventions near wherever you are because you will find some Marvel there, and the people are uh, pretty cool, except for the ones that try to scare you while you're walking around. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest, the rest are great. So uh, I, also, a buddy of mine when they brought this up, I thought this was really cool. Uh, a friend of mine who's actually come on the show before, Rob Fee, is doing the Avengers Halloween special this fall. So mm-hmm. Avengers Halloween special number one is written by my boy Rob Fee, and that means you can buy something my friend wrote that's in canon. And I also love that they're doing a horror comic because I think the uh, Immortal Hulk is killing it, and it's a full-on horror comic. So these worlds are combining like Aunt Anthony dreams. So <laughs> uh, do we have any shout-outs to the Mary Marmalades? Uh, yes, we have uh, Shane Pickett at DadRad4, Mighty Guy2421 at Mighty Guy2421, or Might Guy, uh, Emily Walton at MWalton22, Brian Trotter at 40somegeek, Brandon P at Brandon Pramji, Media Shock at Media Shock UK, Arkin O'Brien at Arkin Brian. Uh, with an IE. Jim Goodwine at Jim Goodwine. Uh, Mick C at C underscore Mick. Jocelyn at Bad Wolf Bay 10. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, there, there were a few questions, but I think we kind of knocked those out Covered because they were all through, like the uh, yeah. Disney, they were the Disney Fox yeah. deal. That and if you have any before next that. week, or if we missed it next week, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll set it aside. Uh, and Cesar Lozano, happy birthday. I saw you in the live chat saying yesterday was your birthday. Welcome back to the live chat and happy birthday. Uh, where can they find you guys on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Markeia McCarty, M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Today I'll be doing um, Asinine Wisdom <laughs> over at uh, Geek and Sundry, where it's we'll be very, we'll be debating some very tough topics, very tough topics. You'll want to be there for that intense debate. It's basically like two between two ferns with Zach Galakovanakis, <laughs> but with uh, two wrestling nerds um, <laughs> also. So that's that's going to be fun. And I'll be on um, Natural Selection um, at Nerdist uh, this Thursday. It's going to be Doctor Who versus Real Doctors. That's cool. So that's going to be uh, well worth. I'm going to be a judge on that. So that'll be well worth uh, tuning in. And then anything else, you know, check my Twitter. Uh, I keep pretty busy. The uh, live chat is giving you lots of suggestions, just so you know. Oh, oh nice. So just, just <laughs> I'll, I'll start a Twitter thread and a Twitter poll of uh, top mm, suggestions. But- Keeping in mind, um, it's open to all super all superheroes, not just black females. But I do appreciate the suggestions. These are a lot of my favorites. <laughs> awesome. You can find me, Sabina, at on Twitter at Sabina has no R. I'm also on Superhero News on YouTube and you can find my articles and interviews with uh, people like Kevin Feige and the cast of Ammon and the Wasp on ComingSoon.net. I love that site. Miss Amy, where can I find you? On all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. That includes Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Um, Yeah, I do a lot of stuff, so just follow me. Wonderful. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Koi Jondro. And I will still be doing this show for the time being. I know you guys found out I'm taking over with Amy and Collider Heroes uh, for our dear friend John. But I will still be here as much as I can, and I'll be better slept. Uh, there'll be a few weeks I miss for going to Ireland in August, but that does not mean I've left you. Uh, I'll be here as much as I can. And I thank you guys for all the love and support I've gotten this week. And I will see you all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.